thousand. How many baskets? Seven. What in the world is making you think I can't take this one loaf that you have and somehow feed the boat with it? He's totally frustrated because, you see, they're not getting it either. And he asked that question, how is it you're not understanding? How is it you're not understanding? That's an interesting word. Because the, the root concept to the understanding means to set or to bring together. So many of the Greek words are this way. They're compound words. It means to set or to bring together. To put the perception with the thing perceived to set or join together in the mind so that you have understanding. You know, sometimes we use the phrase, uh, put two and two together, would you? Or if somebody isn't getting it, you say they put two and two together and they got five. They don't get it. I think what Jesus is saying to them, hey, put 5,000 and 4,000 together and understand, okay? Look at what just took place. Put them together and let it say to you that it's revealing something about who I am. And they don't get it yet. And so in the midst of his, uh, of his asking them these questions, do you not yet perceive nor understand? Is your heart still hardened? Is your heart hardened? Another interesting word. The very rudest part of the word references is, refers, refers to a kind of stone. But when it speaks of something hardening, it means to cover with a thick skin, to harden by a callus. That's literally what we're talking about. Some of, us, some of you here have calluses right now. How many of you could show me calluses on your hands? Okay, sure. Well, how'd you get them? How did you get the calluses? Yeah, right here we've got a guitar player. Okay, we get them on it. They want them. Guitar players want them so that it doesn't hurt, right? We got farmers here. You got calluses on your hand. Mechanics got calluses on your hands. You need them. Katie, did you raise your hand? How do you have calluses? Okay. <laughs> we need that snappy thing to work. Okay, there we are. We're a music teacher. Either that or we have to keep kids quiet. I'm not sure what it is, but uh, there you are. But what happens when we get the callus? We lose sensitivity, don't we? Which is good for a guitar player. I don't want it to hurt. I need that. All right. But that's literally what it means. But metaphorically, when it talks about a heart being hardened, what it means then is your heart has no sensitivity. Your heart doesn't understand. Your heart, my heart, has grown dull. To grow dull of heart, to grow hard, callous, to lose the power of understanding. That's what he's asking. He says, guys, is, you got an internal problem here? That your heart is hardened, it's calloused, that it can't see what is immediately before you any more than the Pharisees could see. You see, sometimes, friends, we lack understanding because of hardened hearts. Now, let's just see if you go with me on this. We have an organic dullness to the magnificence, the splendor, the mystery, the wonder, the power, the holiness, the righteousness, the mercy, the grace, the love of God, and the list goes on and on, and we can't see it. We're dull to it. We're just like, yeah, it's out there and the scriptures proclaim it, but it doesn't penetrate into our hearts as to how magnificent our God is. See, because that's the parallel problem. That's a problem both the Pharisees and the disciples had. Neither the Pharisees nor the disciples understood who Christ was. Now, that's for different reasons. For one, it was that persistent resistance. There was a 
problem that they had because he was going to break up all of their nightly, neatly defined things. The other, it was a hardened heart. Don't you think that's instructive? I do. That both those who were rejecting Christ and those who were following Christ ultimately had the same problem. They really couldn't see who he was. So, lest, lest we just kind of point fingers, why don't we just at least stay open to the possibility that if they all had a problem being able to see Jesus for who he really was, we just might have a problem too. And we're not seeing him for the magnificence of who he is. See, I... I try and be real careful, at least in my own reading of Scripture. Do you do this? When I see a, when I see a fault, a shortcoming, some sin pointed out by, about somebody, some character issue, I, 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 I like to try and avoid going, boy, that person in the Scripture was really bad. I kind of like to go, I'm susceptible to the same thing, because I am. That's my human nature like their human nature. I'm susceptible to the same problems, which is why this is so instructive for us. So the question then simply becomes, well, what do we do? What do we do then? A couple of thoughts. We have to recognize, acknowledge, confess the problems of persistent resistance, which we might give a short definition of willfully rejecting truth, and a hardened heart which we might give a definition of organically incapable of seeing truth. We need to be aware. We struggle with these things. Secondly, we seek God. Through his word, through prayer, his people, times of worship, paying attention to how he is at work in the world around us. Third, We now invite him to be present and reveal himself. We pray for eyes to see and ears to hear. Because this is their problem. Jesus asked that. Do you have eyes to see and yet you can't see and ears and you cannot hear? He's asking this of the disciples. So we need to pray for that. That God would reveal himself. And then we watch for him to show up with the new eyes and the new ears and a new heart that is now sensitive. With a confession that says, I don't want to be in a place of persistent resistance and never deepen my understanding on anything of God and his word. Again, we watch for him to show up. And friends, when God shows up, it's enough. It's that simple. When God shows up, it's enough. The story is, you know, you guys are going to be tired of hearing it from Mike and I. Mike knows about Priscilla. Mike and I, when we were skiing a number of years ago, young men put a trip together. We went out there with them, and the first morning of this full skiing day, I let them all have to ask Mike to stay behind so that as another deacon, as one of our deacons, Mike, you and I, we're the oldest guys here. Can we just pray? We just want to pray one thing. We just want to pray that God will show up today. We don't know how, or this, this trip, that it's not simply about skiing. Because we're here for something much deeper than skiing. So let's just pray <coughs> that God will show up. 
And Mike had established something on that trip that any time he came across a stranger and we were about to pray, he was going to ask that person if we could pray for them, anything they have a need of. And so just as we're, we literally are sitting down to pray, we're talking about this, the needs that we see, why we want to see God show up, there's a knock on the door. It's housekeeping. Housekeeping is there. Mike asks this beautiful black woman from Africa. She's there working the, the skiing season. He asks her if we can pray for her. Are you Christians? Yeah. By the time we're done, this magnificent woman sings an a cappella solo for us, glorifying God because she too is a believer. And she left, and we're like, whoa. We were going to ask God to show up on this trip somewhere with our men before we even can pray it. God's knocking at the door in the person of this beautiful woman. There, she's working to send money back to her daughter and her mom who still live in Africa. And we're just blown away. Never forgotten it, nor will we, Mike. See, because when God shows up, it's enough. And we realize at that point, we don't have to look for some mag- unbelievable change in these men's lives. God has already told us, I'm working. I'm here. I'm present. Just be faithful. Minister the word. I will use it as I choose. Watch for him to show up, friends. Because when God shows up, it's enough. Father, give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Remove the calluses on our hearts, Lord, where we have battened down the hatches and understanding your word, and there's a persistent resistance to any new truth, to any deeper truth that might challenge us and upset us. Oh, Father, may we confess that. May we understand that we've probably not seen you in the magnificence of your being as neither the Pharisees nor the disciples could. Lord, we want to be careful and understand we got about the same human nature they have. We're susceptible to the same problems. So, Lord, lead us deeper into our understanding of who you are. Show up into our lives in new and fresh ways that we, can, that we will perceive. And we will be satisfied because when you're there, it's enough.